All right, you are listening to the Gimme Five podcast, episode time what i do this time you are listening to the give me five podcast all right fair enough <laughs> i'm in the shatner fan club uh, you totally <laughs> this, are <laughs> this is the give me five podcast a semi-entertaining show about very entertaining things this is a side a episode which means we are going to talk about pop culture Entertainment news, movies, music, books, phone Florida, dings. and whatever else caught our eye this week, including my phone going ding. My name is Neil Tyson, and I'm joined by Ike Newton. Put some stank on it! And Mike Faraday. Oh, nice. Nicely done. Uh, this week, we are going to talk about Omar's genitals. Hey, wait a second. Who wrote that? Omar did. <laughs> <laughs> he really will read whatever's on the screen. Also, The Tomorrow War, Fear Street Part 1, 1994, and the kids' movie Boss Baby Family Business. And we might spoil some things. Right? We're gonna. I think we we review stuff on this show in the process of reviewing stuff things might get spoiled. So that could be me saying boss baby family business sucks donkey balls. Big at donkey which point, balls. At which point you might be like, man, you spoiled the fact that that movie sucks donkey balls. But you could also be like, well, they spoiled it. Now I don't have to see it, which you absolutely should not do. But anyway, spoilers, they're going to happen. So uh, don't complain. Big bitch. <laughs> um, Let's see. Any any news? Anything going on? I Does anybody have anything interesting? I've got one or two. Mm-hmm. Greg, I'm assuming that one on top is you, though. You want to do that one, or do you want me to go first? Uh, go ahead. Um, you can go. Well, I was thumbing through the news. I did. My my uh, inner collector kind of squealed a little bit when I saw this, and then I was sad because I know that I don't have either of these. But I saw two two news articles today about um, some old rare video games that are selling fairly well right now um there was a there was an atari game that was turned into a goodwill in texas i don't know if you're familiar with the game air raid i think i remember that one it was like an overhead scroller right uh i think so i think i think it was an overhead scroller i don't remember exactly but the cartridge was very distinctive it had like a t-shaped top on it doesn't sound familiar. Anyway, okay. somebody turned it into Goodwill in Texas, not realizing that they had an an old Atari cartridge that was worth over $10,000. Whoa. And the person who was sorting the stuff in the back came across it and knew exactly what it was. So uh, Goodwill got a nice little payday there. 
Um, and then there was another one that there was a. Uh, uh, you remember Legend of Zelda? I know you do. Heck yeah. Did you have one? I think every Legend think of Zelda. Yeah. Zelda. It's like Frampton albums. They used to hand them out at the suburbs. <laughs> yeah. Well, can you imagine how rare an unopened, almost uh, one of the early printings of Legend of Zelda is? It is currently selling for over $110,000 at auction. Damn. An unopened one of the original uh, one of the original copies of Legend of Zelda for the Nintendo Entertainment the NES, the original NES over $100,000. That's so funny cuz I know we all oh, had those. Oh shit. <laughs> Y'all suck. <laughs> After I gave Omar such a hard time about it. <laughs> That's that's totally fine. Check. That's fun. That's a good that's a good one too. It's a great show. That's funny. Um it's funny cuz we I know we all had Nintendos and isn't it funny how mm-hmm. like those cartridges that we would use and you kind of throwing them around and you don't even think twice about it and you're playing the game and you take one out and put another one in and now however many years later they're worth like six figures. That's Well, insane. I think it's I think it's amazing that it survived without being opened. Agreed. I mean, it's an unopened version of the game. The box was never opened. That's amazing. I'm like, damn. And I do have one more little tidbit. I got an email today. Greg, did you see the most recent email about HHN? I did not. I get like 600 emails a day, so it takes me a while. Well... I, I imagine that this will be the one of the big houses at HHN this year. They're doing the Haunting of Hill House. Wow. Hell yeah! That's awesome. Dude, that'll be awesome. They can just have people stand there. It will be fucking amazing. And I know if there's one thing that Universal knows how to do, it's how to do a haunted house. They do such a great job with their design and everything. I'm really looking forward to it. On the downside... There are no frequent fear passes this year. That's... Oh, yeah, you were mentioning you didn't think there were. Is um, that confirmed? They still have not put any up for sale. I mean, I guess it's entirely possible that later in the season, depending upon how the sales go, they may look at putting them up, but as of yet, there would are they no normally frequent have... fear passes for sale. Would they have been out by now? What's that? They usually put them out. They, like, well, as soon as they announce it, they usually have them out. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's the theme this year? Do you know? Um, the icon, the icon system is back, and it's Jack. That's the Jack. clown. Yep. The murderous clown. Okay. <laughs> oh, really? How do you like that clown? Right. <laughs> On a sad note, Richard Donner has passed away. Oh shit. Yeah, Richard Donner. Uh, of course, uh, he became most famous. Well, his 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 career skyrocketed when he did Superman, but he also did. Uh, uh, he produced the Goonies. He produced uh, uh, Le- Lethal Weapon. A bunch of other stuff. Passed away at uh, how old was he? He was in his nineties. So I was gonna guess that. Yeah. Holy crap! Aren't we like a week away from doing Superman? <laughs> 
I believe so, yes. Yeah, a week we or two. We did not kill him. Because also he's in his 90s. Uh, huge career, did a bunch of stuff. What's weird is, I, oh, he, I mean, he even just had a comic book come out that was supposed to be his version of Superman. Because remember, the, the Superman that we saw was, was not the Donner cut. They cut it. They edited it. I, didn't, I never liked the Superman movies, to be honest. I don't know why. just didn't. The, the, the 70s like, ones? Never did. Just three ones? Yeah. Or any of the new ones? 70s. I mean. I didn't mind one of the newer ones. Which it doesn't mean I liked it, but I didn't mind it. But, like, they were, like, you know, you would always, they would always put those Superman movies on if you're, like, at a party at someone's house or something like that. That would, I don't know, was, I never liked them. Mm -hmm. Uh. There is an article I read that uh, said that because of his death, there will definitely not be a Goonies 2, and I don't know why. Because uh, he was, well, he was the one pushing for it, I guess. And uh, I guess because he's gone, that's more likely to not happen. Which is sad, so, because if, if um, he was the one pushing for it to happen, you'd think, all right, well, maybe since he's passed away, they'll do this in honor of him. But... Mm -hmm. That's weird, yeah. Uh, I don't know. It would if I had even movie, wanted Goonies too. The movie would probably print money if the trailer was halfway decent. If the if the trailer was tongue in cheek, you know, I think it would print money because every one of the adults has shown their kids that now, for at least two what two generations. Mm -hmm. That's true. So I still run into people who've never heard of it. I'm like, how have you not heard? Wait, people like our age? No, people younger than us. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, that's because we're getting old. Enough. Some parents out there yeah, are just people in their twenties you know. have never heard of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's not cool. Kids that <laughs> kids that grew up on like those like Bible vegetables. Oh god! They're like <laughs> they're like Veggie Tales. Yeah, Veggie Tales. Veggie like, tales, yeah. <laughs> have you seen Star Wars? No. But let me tell you the, the tale of Jesus the Cucumber. I know nothing about Veggie Tales. I might be being offensive. Was the Cucumber Jesus? Of course, the Cucumber has to be Jesus, right? I have no I idea. Yeah. I, I, I've I never seen one episode. I have no idea. I saw. Yeah. That's. Saw one episode. It was like, Christ, that's a good salad. But I'm. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm in a mood. <laughs> they've 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 oh, got to be funny. careful. They can't have anybody in there throw the salad because you know then they'd be tossing it. Yeah, you can't toss the salad in a kid's cartoon. No. Uh, unless of course that cartoon takes place in Florida. Then it's mandatory. Yes. I I really hope it doesn't. And I hope. <laughs> yeah. Um. <clears throat> okay. If it did, <laughs> I don't even know how to approach this one. This is interesting. Um, we alluded to it last. Do week. you think there's any? <laughs> well, okay. Do you think there are any Veggie Tales characters named <clears throat> Shaft Bang Adams? <laughs> I didn't even see what his I name. Was. That is his fucking name. You gotta be kidding me. <laughs> uh, I, 
I feel like that's a VeggieTales character, but I his didn't parents see the set show. him up. There was so. no way he was going to be anything but a criminal, <laughs> right? Shaft well. Bang Adams, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. No, that's that's uh, his name is I guess pretty apropos. So, um, he brought he brought the word he brought know. the word apropos to this story. In case you're wondering, I did. I had to. I don't even know where to go with this. So, you know, like in in the typical whatever movie or TV show, when you're smuggling, let's say, you know, uh, some kind of drug in it in and out of the country or into a jail or something, there's a there's a go to hiding place. You know what I mean? Uh, I when I smuggle my drugs, I use Rob's ass. He does exactly. I can I can vouch for that. Rob's ass is used. His ass is used for a, a number of things, but in this case, the drugs, yeah. Well, also a weapon. <clears throat> uh, Shaft Bang Adams, my man Shaft over here. Hush your um, <laughs> He was, he was, he was, he was smuggling meth into a local jail, into the jail. Um, but he 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 went one better because you know that like smuggling it in your ass—that's so cliche. You know what I mean? Like who? Like that's just so boring. Um, oh, Orange County, your neck of the yep. woods. Oh, good. <laughs> Maybe you guys know him. Um, he was, they were booking. They, oh, he was being booked. Okay. Shaft Bang Adams, 30 years old, into Orange County Jail on May 13th. They located four white crystal rocks inside his, and here's where the article has a quote, penis skin, unquote, during a strip search. <laughs> so I guess he rolled the rocks up in his foreskin. That's what it sounds like. Which you, you got to give him points for originality. I mean, I, I, I appreciate the you know thinking ahead. I guess I don't. I don't really know. Uh, I don't know where to go with that. He's in. He's charging. He's charged with introducing contraband in a state facility. Um, it didn't say why he's being booked into jail. So that's we don't know why. We just. I mean, I guess. It, I guess at that point it doesn't really matter. Who cares? Yeah. What's he being booked into jail <laughs> for method. now? <laughs> he had meth in his foreskin, so whatever he did before that, we don't give a shit. It's it's fine. So he's being booked um, for like he was uh, smuggling rare parakeets from Costa Rica, also in his foreskin. He got uh, caught. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So they. Oh. Okay. Here we go. He was making. He he was in an area known for narcotic sales, and he was spotted, um, making like. You know what it says here is hand-to-hand transaction. So he's he was a drug dealer basically. Um, little do his buyers know where those drugs have been. Yeah. If you On, you know it. what? Honestly, I don't think they care as long as they can smoke it. Uh, yeah. Isn't that insane? Like, if you think about all of the jokes about people smuggling drugs in their butts and all this crazy shit, uh, no pun intended. If you're that much of an addict of whatever, you literally don't care. It doesn't. Oh, this was in your foreskin. Oh, is that what that flavor is? Oh, well, that's oh cool. this tastes Thanks. like shit. See you oh, later. it was in your butt? Okay, yeah. well, that makes sense. <laughs> For like a week and a half. See you tomorrow, same yeah. place, same time, same money. <laughs> like, and, I mean, like, and I get this, they know. tried to search him, and they instructed him to take off his shoes and socks, but after taking off his left one, he became irate and refused to take off the right one. Did he not think that they were going right. to take off his other shoe? Because that's where the baggie of cocaine yeah. was, ladies and gentlemen. He had a baggie of cocaine in that shoe and refused to take it off 
you know, maybe they won't look. I, yeah, I'm interested in the thought process. Hey, what are the chances they're going to check both of my shoes? Like, I doubt it. Like, there's no way. Like, that seems extreme. So I'll put it in the right one. I'll take off my left one first. Good to go. Scot-free. Roll a little bit up in my foreskin, maybe a baggie of whatever up my, 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 my butt. Uh, they're never going to find this stuff. It's just he not should possible. have just gone, gone for it and just stuffed it in his urethra. <laughs> God, ow. Please don't say that again. Let's not say urethra anymore tonight. Yeah. In his pee hole. How about that? Also, no. <laughs> that doesn't make it any better, Rob. Yeah. Okay, so uh, on that note... <laughs> Please no more. <laughs> Chef Bang Adams, you are this week's Welcome to Florida. Yes. We salute you, buddy. But not Rock with our roll. penises because we don't want you to put crack rock. No. no it was exactly. meth. Exactly. We don't want you to put meth rock. My urethra. Thank you. <laughs> so we've got a Patreon. We do. Which supports the show so that Rob doesn't have to smuggle canaries in his butthole. That's right. <laughs> They're honorary little fuckers, too. <laughs> they're not even illegal to like own like he just does it <laughs> but we have he just does I've it got my butt canaries yeah. <laughs> butt canaries there's the title <laughs> oh of the episode <laughs> there it is uh, your butt canaries uh, canaries are very uh, they die from methane very easily yeah that's your why I keep canary. them there your butt canaries are dead they are I can't do this anymore <laughs> I can't do this <laughs> <laughs> that's what the canaries say too <laughs> we can't do this anymore. I'm done. Uh, yeah. Anyway, $5. You can become a patron. It supports the show. It supports quality content like you just heard. There's a bunch of benefits. Uh, I don't know that that's an argument for, but whatever. Yeah. There's a bunch of benefits, including a chat room and a bunch of other things. Uh, so check us out. Patreon.com slash Gibby5Podcast. And thank you to all of our patrons. Now, I do have to talk about one of our patrons in specific right now, because... In specific. In specific. Specifically. Specifically. Or in Our patron of unusual size, Alec, who, if you guys are only lonely listening to our side A episodes, you might miss the side B episodes, which is where the title of the podcast comes from, Give Me Five Podcast. We get to do top five lists. And our patrons get to leave top five lists. Well, last week, there was a snafu. With the voicemail. Yeah, who? Uh-oh. Yes, in the fact that we recorded the episode on Thursday. I released the episode on early on 4th of July. Because I knew I was going to be doing stuff. And then right after watching fireworks, I got a ding on our voicemail. And it was a voicemail from Alec. But he had left it earlier in the week. So I am going to play it for you guys uh, now. Hey, Give Me Five Podcast. This is Alex, top five kids on their own adventure movies. Um, let's see. Honorable mention goes to the Goonies, and that's only because I figured most people are Oh, my God, Alex. Five. I like that movie. I don't love it as much as other people, so I wanted to mention it, but it's not going to hit my top five. Uh, number five would be The Sandlot. I love this movie growing up. I know they don't necessarily go anywhere, but it's definitely an adventure, especially towards the end when they have to get to baseball. Number four is the movie of the week, Adventures in Babysitting. I loved this movie when I was a kid. I can remember my, my sister rented it, I think, and we watched it. And, I, you know, it was like 
probably the first movie I can remember where kids were seem like they're actually in real danger. Uh, number three would be E.T. I it should be higher probably as as most of you know on that on the podcast. I love this movie, but because uh, it's not a complete adventure movie, 100 percent, I left that number three. Number two is Home Alone. I know it's not multiple kids, it's just one kid, but he's definitely on his own. So I figured that counts. And that came out when I was 10. That movie is one of the best examples of uh, kids' movies that just uh, got everybody's attention. And then number one is, was easy for me. That's Stand By Me. I think that's the perfect example of uh, kids on their own. It's a great movie in its own right. It's something that you can still watch today and it gets to you. So those are my top five. Hope you like it. Thanks. Now, if you guys listened last week, you know that Rob threatened to stab anyone that didn't. I would like to mourn the passing of Alec. Um, <laughs> but, Alec, you said you put Goonies at honorable mention because you figured most people would have it on their list. If it were on your list, where would you have put it? Because your life may depend on it. I thought you already threatened. You already stabbed him. No, no, no. I it, I didn't know about it until just now. Did I teleport there and stab him? Well, you said we'd like to mourn the passing of. Well, I was just preparing everybody. Okay. Well, and that episode was titled "Stab, Stab, Stab." So, if I recall correctly, yeah, he 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 so... made his decisions. Yeah, <laughs> he knows what he did. <laughs> also, I'm pretty sure he's the only one to pick "Stand by Me," which is crazy because it's a great like, movie. That's a cl- it's a classic kids on their own movie. And no, I believe I had that on there. I think I put mine on there. Did I do that? I don't know. It was one of your. I it was one of your that. top twenty that you mentioned for the Give Me Five podcast. <laughs> no, last week I did five. I was <laughs> did, good last you week. Did, you did. I was good last week. But uh, thank you. Sorry for the voicemail issue. And uh, we'll. Uh, we have a the helper voicemail monkey, who will be flogged. <laughs> Yay! Don't tell Peter. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was me. So, our topics, let's just start off with Boss Baby real quick. Yeah, go ahead, because I know you want to rant a little bit. Did you see I it? I did not. Okay. So, no, thank you. Boss Baby Family Business, it came out uh, July 2nd, 2021, directed by Tom McGrath, not a first-time director, although I thought it would be, uh, starring Alec Baldwin, James Marsden, Amy Sedaris, Ariana Greenblatt, Jeff Goldblum, Eva Longoria, Jimmy Kimmel, and Lisa Kudrow. Pretty good names, mm-hmm. right? Good, funny boys cast. Um, this movie, I think the original Boss Baby came out about four years ago. It was one of those, it was one of those kind of high concept movies, like think Monsters Incorporated, where they explain something, but it actually works in the whole scheme of things, mm-hmm. kind of thing. So the original was fun. It, you know, it's one of those that when we're try- deciding as a family at my house to what which kids movie should we just put on and on like a Sunday afternoon or something. And you yeah, read it almost instantly. No, no, well, like the original one, we would just put it oh. on. So this, the new one came out, and uh, boy, I was excited about it. And I was thinking, well, it's a holiday weekend. Maybe we should go see it in the theater. And then we had uh, the ability to get it on. It was, oh, I didn't say this, but it was. it's in the theaters, but it's also uh, on Peacock. Try not to giggle. Peacock, the bird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> not a sex act. Not. But uh, it's the NBC streaming service. And so, you know, it's four bucks for a month. 
get it, cancel it right away, and there's there's other stuff on there too. So it's one of those movies that starts off like really it starts off really frenetic and like you're like you're kind of I was like 30 minutes into it and I was like what's happening? What's going on? Like it was you know, yeah, I was getting popcorn and stuff like that, but it just it didn't it didn't at all land. It was like the jokes weren't that funny. The and you know, I I think one of the things is that I don't. I've heard this a couple times. Like, well, you guys like everything. Well, it's not necessarily that. It's that we only have time to watch the stuff we think we're going to like. Oh, somebody so said that to us. Uh, we. I've yeah. Uh, if a listener said it at one point, uh, in a message or an email or something. Mm-hmm. You, you guys like everything. Well, it's not. You know, we we have a pretty good idea of what we like at this point, and it's either going to be we like it or we're disappointed in it because we thought we were going to like right. it for the most part. Or. <laughs> You have kids, and you got to kind of watch it. Yeah, yeah. Or it's a sound of thunder because one of our hosts picked it. Asshole. <clears throat> <laughs> You're welcome, boys. You're welcome. Wow, you, really, you, you really are the Jason Newstead. I'm, so I'm thinking that person did not listen to me rant for half an hour about the Lion King. Yeah, true, true. This was a, this was a while ago. But anyway, so... Yeah, so I was I'm watching it. Was, it just... The jokes weren't landing. It it checked off all of the boxes of things that they need to do. You know, basically the this, this story, I don't know if I even said it. Uh, the Temple and brothers have become adults, drifted away from each other, but a new boss baby with cutting-edge approach is about to bring them together again and inspire a new family business. So the, the kid and the baby are now adults. The The baby is now like some like super-powered CEO. Uh, the kid is just a—I forget what he is now. He's the dad, though, yeah. right? The kid is the dad of the, of the, like the, the, the non-original boss baby. Yes, correct. Yeah, he's the, he's the dad and he basically the, they've, they've grown apart because the one dude is like super rich, but his daughter is trying to get them back together. So she like feigns an injury because she knows that her uncle will like rush back. She says that she fell off the pony that he gave her. So he sends like really elaborate gifts, but he doesn't really do anything like he doesn't show up for parties and stuff mm-hmm. so that's kind of the thing and then while they're together there's like this whole thing where they get they get shrunk down back to the babies again so of course the the now shrunken baby parents are trying to uh hide the fact that they were shrunken down to babies and you know hilarity ensues i'm doing quotes when i say hilarity uh it's there's just it's another high concept thing in a kids movie, but it just doesn't really work. Um, Jeff Goldblum plays like the evil baby who's works at like a school, but it's like one of those like modern, you know, go to the timeout corner and let's get Zen kind <laughs> of schools. Um, but those jokes have been done better on family guy and the Simpsons mm-hmm. and everywhere else. Because they're not trying to be kids' movies. But there's, there is some comic relief. The comic relief is in the form of, some, of things that you've seen before. There's a, there is the pony. The pony is, is good. Uh, he's in a lot of the backgrounds of the scenes doing the pony, pony things. The pony is good. Yeah, the pony is good. I like the pony. And then there's also the weird kid. You know, the, at the school, there's like this weird, like, creepy. She's like super pale, has red hair, has like the, 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 
Neanderthal-esque brow, and she's like, you know, and all the other kids are, like, scared of her, you know, as she chases people around. So that part, those are the only two, like, funny parts I really thought. I can't even go too deep into the plot, because, like, I didn't, it didn't connect. Uh, there was There is a sweet sequence where the father, who has now been shrunken down to a baby, decides to help his daughter, who has, like, stage fright. And it's sweet, but it's also, in a way, a little bit creepy. Because, like, you know, like, like Mrs. Doubtfire, it's like, oh, yeah, it's sweet. He wanted to be with his kids, but also he's kind of creepily hanging out with his kids and stalking, and stalking his and wife. Spying on his yeah. wife. <laughs> so it's kind of like that. You know, because he feels like his daughter is more connected to, to the uncle because the uncle's, like, rich and, and famous and whatever. So he's, as he gets shrunk down, he's like, oh, I can help her. Um be like a guitarist or whatever so that part's kind of sweet uh there's also like a lot of potty jokes and a lot of like at one point when they're fighting and they get shrunken down the two brothers are like yeah it's a baby and a a, a, what is he he was about what seven or eight maybe nine or ten or whatever in that movie fighting and slap fighting and pinching each other's nipples and i'm not kidding about that so there's like (laughs) almost almost crass humor that if it was funny i'm fine with it but it wasn't so it just was weird like, if you're going to do something crass that's going to annoy parents' groups, make sure it's funny. Fair enough. Because that was, because it was not. Uh, so Did Ethan try and pinch no. your nipples later? Uh, no, I don't believe he did. Did he like good. the movie? He said he did, but he was lying. No, <laughs> <laughs> no he said he did, but I, you can usually tell by how often he wanders off and does other things while the right. movie is on. Of course. Because he can't, if, if a movie is on, he will lock into it and, like, lock into it, like, and not, the, the house could burn down around him and he won't. And he was kind of wandering, especially in the, the middle parts. So he... And, and he never really mentioned it again. Right. And he's definitely one of those that, like, if he sees a movie, he's like, I want to play this afterwards. And he didn't. All right. So, that's, you know, because it's really made for that age group. So that's really the test. True. But also, I am a uh, giant toddler. Well, so aren't we all? <laughs> yeah, but you can tell. Like, I think even the first one got panned when it came out, so I was surprised they made a second one. Um, and I think there's a show. Yeah, too, I guess it did just show. well enough. Uh, I, that I've not I seen. Think. But that's a good cast, though. But yeah, I mean, the voice cast is great. So that's that. But I was there was a lot that came out this weekend. That was really, and I loved the other two things that came out. So whoever wants to take. Whatever is next. Should we do Fear Street or should we? Do I did not see Fear Street. Tomorrow War. You're missing out. It's good. Yeah, that's fabulous. It really is. So let's do Fear Street. Let's do Fear Street. We'll give Omar a break from from having to talk to us while we convince him to watch it. I mean, I'm down. I just it's I I, I it never occurs to me to watch anything like that. I I'm not. That's not my style. Well, Fear Street. Uh, this is Fear Street Part 1, 1994, was released on July 2nd of 2021. It's directed by Lee Janiak. It is on Netflix. It stars uh, Kiana Madeira, Olivia Scott Welch, Benjamin Flores Jr., Maya Hawke, Charlene Amoya, David W. Thompson, Noah Bain Garrett, Daryl Britt Gibson, Ashley Zuckerman, Julia Raywald, and Fred Hetchinger. Hetchinger? Hetchinger? Yep. Uh, sure. And the the 
The quick synopsis is a circle of teenage friends accidentally encountered the ancient evil responsible for a series of brutal murders that have plagued their town for over 300 years. Welcome to Shadyside. Um, my initial thoughts on this were that it, it, it actually was a really enjoyable uh, slasher flick. I mean, basically. I mean, it, it might have been a little heavy-handed with the, with the whole have and have-nots idea, but it honestly, it didn't really affect the story too much. And in fact, it probably wouldn't have made that much of a difference if it was taken out completely. Um, it, it is an enjoyable flick. I did like the... I know that you say that you don't usually like supernatural aspects, Greg, but I thought it worked perfectly in this movie. I like my I like my slasher flicks characters to be a little more solid. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Despite my love of Terminator 2. The, the, the blobbiness and reforming stuff was a little... Not out there, but... I don't know. It made it... I like there to be a very definitive way to defeat the villains, whether it be a shotgun blast to the chest. Oh, but, I mean, Michael Myers has survived for how long? Yeah. I mean, he can't be all human. I know Jason's not human. They, I mean, they dismember him and mail parts of him to different parts of the world, and he always comes back <laughs> for the next movie. So, Mike Myers, which we, we talked about earlier, he, one and two... They they thought they w- thought of him as human, to the point of where he was just a killing machine, and it didn't matter what happened to him, until he really couldn't move anymore. And then they made it more supernatural in the later things. Um, but he's currently back to just being human again. I'm um, just you know he doesn't feel pain because all he wants to do is kill. Mm-hmm. Jason, I don't know the history of that one quite as much because early on too he was, you know he survived. He survived a lot, but then, of course, was he at the bottom of a lake for 20 years also? Yeah. So, I don't know. I really like this uh, quite a bit. It was probably exactly what I needed mm-hmm. at, when I was when I thought it was like, sweet. And I was trying to think of what, other than Halloween, like what the last slasher movie I saw was. And I don't know what that was. Texas Chainsaw, probably. I think that was one of the more recent ones that came out other than Halloween. It really depends on your definition because there was the babysitter, which could have been considered a slasher movie. There was that. Yeah, but that was supernatural. Yeah, it's still a slasher though. Oh, I know what it was. Hmm. Um, What is it? We Are the Darkness? Yeah, I was wondering about that where the girls pick up the the dudes at the concert. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's probably it. But there's just something about a good slasher movie in the, the... You know, the first time the the knife comes through the back or across the throat or whatever that you're like, ah, it's that type of movie, sweet. Because I just, you know, I just started watching it. We talked about this movie a couple of months ago, you know, saying Fear Street and it's based on R.L. Stein novels. And then I kind of forgot. Like, oh, that came out? Sweet. Yeah. I I will say, though, that looking into it, I I don't know that I'm a fan of what they decided to do is because there's three parts to this. and. And I'll, I'll I'll explain what I'm what I'm talking about. I, I I've already talked with Greg a little bit about this, but they're doing three parts of this. They're doing Fear Street 1994, then they're doing Fear Street uh, 1979 like or something. 70 something or other, and then they're doing Fear Street uh, 1666. 
Yeah, oh, something like that. Yeah, interesting. Um, but they're going backwards in time. Now, the problem with that is, is that we've already seen them figure out the story and figure out what's going on in their, in their town. And in doing so, they've already told us about everything that happened in the previous incidents, i.e. the 1970-whatever version and the 1666 version. We already know the story. It's, already, it's been mentioned? They, they, they went into it. He explained what happened, and they explained how the, how the curse came to be over Shadyside. And I'm like... Like they do it with newspaper clippings, uh, conversations. And exposition, yeah. They do it with exposition when they're trying to explain it to one of the other characters. Huh. So they've already basically told us the movie. I mean, why? I don't understand why you would do it that way. To me, it would make, and and I get the the fascination with doing prequels and shit like that. But in this instance, I don't think it works because we've already seen it. It would have worked the other way, where you do the 1666, and then you do the 1970s, and then you do the 1994, and then you can watch them figure it out. But since the 1994 kids have already figured it out and told us about it, and told us what happens, it's like, they've already ruined the movie. Right? Am I alone in that, or...? Not, well, that's the thing. I, I'm more curious now. I, it, might be, it might be ruined, but... I don't know. I don't necessarily watch it for the mystery. Oh, that's a good point, too. I watch it for the dead. I watch it for the dead teenagers. Right, but I, I, I'm going to ruin the next film right here. Let me just tell you that right now. Spoiler warning, I'm going to ruin the second film. So, the 1971? Correct. Okay. We already know that someone survives and that she was the only survivor. Oh, see, that's a Because they I called her to get tips. Uh. And it's like... Well, you've kind of ruined one of you've kind of ruined the ending because one of the end, one of the things about a slasher flick is figuring out who's going to survive because you know not everybody is. Agreed. But a, we already know there's only one survivor, and we already know who it is, and it's like, well, well, shit. So now the whole time <laughs> you're watching it, you're going to know who it is. You're, right, you know, you know who survives, you know who dies. But here's the thing, too. So here's the other angle. I, I, I'm not a a movie or TV writer or whatever, but maybe they have another way of, you know, there will be things in, in, in the 1971, um, uh, in the, in, in the 1971 one that, that, that didn't get mentioned, or there's some sort of surprise ending, maybe more than one person survived and we don't know, well, or maybe she's, I don't know, possessed. I don't know. I'm just making something up. The only thing that I could see changing it, um, being that it is supernatural and it could either save it or it could F it up. And that would be defeating her in 1994, but they didn't really defeat her because they, they have, there's gotta be some kind of time ripple effect with them, with them defeating her and, you know, then changing things in the past because of what they did in the future. I don't know, some bullshit, but I, I mean, I, I really think that they hurt their story by telling it in reverse. Especially when it comes to something like this. When you know... What did, what did the survivor reveal at the end? What's that? Like when, she, when, when the survivor finally calls back, what did she say? Oh, that She said, the... you, you don't defeat her, you just survive. She's never gone. Yeah, okay. So, so is it the same... 
what is it like a like a ghost or a demon or something? Probably, I'm assuming a, a witch. witch. So is it the same on... one from in the 1666 yeah. as well? Yeah. Okay. It's the same witch. She cursed the town. Okay. Which witch is witch? That's right. Um, head exploding. Now this this movie is of course a love letter. The, the years that they're picking there are love letters to various time periods. Mm-hmm. This one is very much in the vein of Scream. Yeah. Uh, reminds me a lot of it. Just the conversations the kids have. The, there's the a costume lot of... the slasher wears. Yeah, the, co- the costume the slasher wears. There's a bunch of references. I'm not going to... There's websites that you can look up the references mm-hmm. to. Of course, the 70s one is set in a camp, so of you course. know what that's all about. Mm-hmm. And this, there is a very fun kill in this movie. The Which one in particular yeah. are you talking about? Uh, the one in which the teenager can now be used to make a delightful <laughs> sandwich. Oh, yes! Ew. And I was, I was surprised that they killed that one. I was like, what? Oh, all right. Yeah. Because she, she had her, like, moment. She had, like, a good moment. And then she gets pushed through a bread slicer. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> and you're wondering if they're actually going to do that, if they're going to do it. And, yep, they did it. Yeah. Like, I thought maybe she was going to push the other thing through the bread slicer. Now, they did have, I don't know if you saw this, they did have some wonder of they should actually keep that scene in. Because the director's like, well, I don't know if that would work. So they brought a watermelon into the director's office or producer's office or something. I think the director wanted to and the producer didn't, maybe. Mm-hmm. They brought a watermelon and a bread slicer into his office and to see what it would look like if they pushed it a watermelon through. And it, and worked. it worked. I know, obviously, a watermelon is not the same as a human skull. Uh, yes, it is. It was, a, it was a fun kill. <laughs> Don't ask me how I know. Let's hear it for Gallagher. <laughs> <laughs> Little did you know, Gallagher was actually a mass murderer. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's funny. That, I thought that kill was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, the, the phone call was kind of creepy at the end. It was. I, I, There's a couple things. that Another thing that, that happened, that the girl that was the, you know, the, the possessed, whatever, I, I liked her, like, as an actress. Mm-hmm. Like, she did playing very well. Yeah. And, like, she did not quite right without being over the top right? really well. Was I the only one who thought that the other girl looked kind of like Eliza Dushku? She did look like Eliza Dushku. When I saw it in the, when I saw the picture on the, on the header on Netflix, I was like, man, that looks like Eliza Dushku. Is she in this movie? It is not, in fact, Eliza Dushku, but. But we can dream. Yeah, that. Yeah, that is Olivia Scott Welch mm-hmm. is the actress's name that I like. Who you might know if you were a watcher of Modern Family. She was Olivia. In that, so I just I was like, why do I know her? But she was uh she was great. I I I hope to see more I wonder if the same cast will be involved in the others. I'm assuming not. I'll probably look it up right now. But the next one comes out when a couple weeks? Um yeah, I think so. But is it is it the same cast? I don't think it necessarily yeah, I, is, I, I, right? I, 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 I doubt it. Well, I mean, the killers will be. Well, but see, then the other thing is, is they kind of left this one hanging. And now they're not going to finish that. They're going to go back and tell the other stories. So unless they, unless they, come, to the, unless they come back to the current time, it's going to feel unfinished. Because they left us on a cliffhanger. That's an interesting point, too. If you look up, I, I found part three. Mm-hmm. And if you look up part three, uh, the cast is playing some of the ca- the same characters. So, 
the part three is the the which one so it's kind of like okay an, so it so it will tie back to the current one then it looks it it's kind of like an anthology where they use the same actors no they're uh, they're they playing like... their same characters so they're they're coming back to, they're they're bringing the characters from this from this episode back interesting when i say episode this part they're bringing those back for the last because oh, it's 1994 i keep thinking okay it's, right. It's not, so it's they're not bringing right. these particular characters back for that last movie. Got it. Mm-hmm. So they're they're going to come back to 1994 at some point. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. But I really liked it. Oh, I um, did too. Don't get me wrong. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a I thought it was a great movie. It was a lot of fun. I just don't know that I agreed with their with their storytelling choice. I like that it's different. We'll we'll see how that pans out for them. What is it? We'll see how we'll see how that works out for them. Uh, thank, thank you. There we go. Uh, last one. Average this Joe's is going to forfeit. <laughs> Interesting strategy. Let's see if it works out for him, Cotton. <laughs> Average Joe's. That's funny. We're going to talk about the Tomorrow War. Omar, you got a chance to watch this, correct? Uh, I did. I was excited about this one. I was. Um, I've been. You watched it naked, didn't you? <clears throat> Excited. I'm, Feel these I'm nipples. Right now. Wait. Wait. Are you asking <laughs> me about now? No. Dodgeball reference in this episode. <laughs> no, that was that was uh, basketball, wasn't it? Was that basketball? I think. Oh my god, you know I have not seen that. Oh, movie. you're right, it was, because it was um wasn't it Dan? Yeah. It, it, or, no, it was uh, uh Bob yep, you know, Costas. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's funny. Bob Costas. <laughs> just pick a random movie and just fill the entire episode. <laughs> With references from that movie, and see if anyone wonders. Anyone catches on? Yeah. <laughs> Why are you guys quoting "Dirty Rotten Scoundrels" so much? Uh, <laughs> oh, were we? Huh. That's, <laughs> That's weird. weird. Okay, so te- Omar, tell tomorrow us about the Tomorrow War, War if you have that part of the script up. I do. I do. do. Um, I-, I was really excited about this. I mean, I like Chris Pratt. <clears throat> I'm a f- huge fan of time travel type movies, anyway. Even though I pick. Yeah, we know. Okay. even though I picked terrible yeah. ones. Okay, <laughs> asshole. That's fair. That's fair. Um, this also came out um, July second. Um, it was directed by Chris McKay, um, starring, of course, Chris Pratt, huge star at this point. Um, Yvonne Strahovski. I think I said that correctly. I couldn't place her. Does anybody know what show she's from? The one that I do not. The daughter. She was on the. Remember the show Chuck. She was from Chuck, which I couldn't. Um, J.K. Simmons, who I, I think is awesome. Um, Betty Gilpin, Sam Richardson, Jasmine Matthews, Edwin Hodge, Ryan Kiera Armstrong, which I think was the young daughter. Is that correct? Um, and then Sam Richardson. Does anybody remember where, where he's from? Because he's one of my favorite new people. Um, the first time I noticed him was on Veep, the HBO show Veep, with uh, okay. Julia Louis-Dreyfus. He's brilliant in that. And he also did, um, he does a lot of voiceover stuff. He was in the second, um, he was in the second, um, uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, I can't think of it right now. Oh my gosh. Oh, that one. Oh my gosh. The, the, the cartoon <laughs> one with uh, Wreck-It Ralph. He was in the second Wreck-It Ralph movie. Um, and he's also, he also does some, some voiceover stuff on Archer. Uh, and Archer 1999. He's great. Sam Richardson's awesome. Um, so this... So he's the he's the Georgia Tech he, dude, right? He's the he's uh, Charlie. Yes, he's Charlie. the one who hid. Yes, the one who hid. The Georgia yeah. Tech one. Yep. Yeah. Um, synopsis: A family man is drafted to fight 
in a future war where the fate of humanity relies on his ability to confront the past. Um, I, my initial thought was it wasn't the movie wasn't what I expected. Not in a bad way. I, I wasn't disappointed with it. I was just surprised at how they um, how they find out about the future war and then the way that they, without giving anything away, the way that they bring people from now into the future. And I don't mean just the way, like, technologically, but also the, the way that the, um, the process, I'll use the word politically, has been set up. I think it was really interesting. Mm -hmm. um, the... It comes together very well at the, toward, at the end for me. I was surprised because what I thought would be the end of the movie and like the big thing at the end with, with, um, with Chris Pratt's character and how, how um, the, you know, the end of the big battle, the big battle scene. Mm -hmm. the, That's not the... Out at sea, like the tankers. The, yeah, on the, in the sea, yeah, on the ocean. Um, and, that, I, and I'm thinking, okay, well, that's, that's it. The movie's over. It's done, you know? And I happen to nope. and I happen to pause it, and I look, and you know you can see that little bar at the bottom of the screen. There was like forty minutes left. <laughs> I was like, "What the fuck? Mm -hmm. Really? Okay, what now? What could possibly be now?" And then he comes back to our time, and they. Um, I thought that was cool how they wrapped it up. I thought it was interesting. Um, the overall, I was I was generally happy with it. I like how they explain some of the time travel stuff. Um, cause that's always like a big point of contention with me, uh, despite some of the movies I might pick, but I like how they pick, how they described how, um, you know, this is kind of a spoiler, but not really. So like even in the future and, t and today and in the future, time is constantly moving forward and they were able to build this, I'll call it a bridge where you can go back and forth just between these two points. But time is still moving forward. So you can't go 17 years into the future and change something. You can only go from now to 30 years ahead and then come back to now. Um, but both of those right. times are moved. Both of those time, um, those, those points in time are, are both moving forward. You can't jump anywhere else. Which, which right. I. Yeah, they, the way that they explained it was like two rafts on a two, river. Exactly. You've got. You've got one raft ahead of you on the river and another raft behind on the river, and there's a connection between the two. You can go between the two rafts, but those two rafts are constantly moving forward in time. And you can only go to those so, two rafts. That's it. There's no other. Correct. But I thought that was cool. I, I thought that was an interesting um, point. The special effects were awesome. I thought I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed that. I like. I liked. I like seeing what people's imaginations are as far as time travel and how they do things. Um, it was cool. It was. I like aliens that can shoot spikes. Yeah. yeah. What were they called? Great creature design, by it the way. It was very cool. White spikes? Yeah. Is that what they called them? Yeah. Was that right? Yeah. Um, yeah. It was great. No, it was cool. It, it, was it the best movie I've ever great. seen of that of that type? No. But I. it was definitely, it's an enjoyable movie. It's a fun movie. Um, there's a little bit of the emotional stuff in there, which is fine. Um, <clears throat> it doesn't. It doesn't kill it for me overall. Um, it was cool. It was, there's some really great action sequences, uh, on, on my end. I, I recommend it. I, I thought it was cool. What'd you guys think? Since you mentioned the action sequences, I will jump in here. Uh, the thing I really liked about this movie was 
that it's been you know we're so used to the big hit movies being marvel movies or to a lesser extent dc movies and because they want those movies to hit right in that pg-13 sweet spot the action is not quite as visceral and mm-hmm. you, you occasionally will get your other your big action movie but it's very rare and this one from the moment that they like drop literally drop these people in the sky and they're these bodies are hitting the ground and bouncing off of like I-beams and buildings and plummeting to its death and just corpses laying everywhere. You're like, okay, so it's a action movie that is made for adults. Correct. You know, there's, mm-hmm. I'm not going to go as far as to say as it's, it's, you know, saving private Ryan or anything, but it's definitely got, you know, there's, there's more impact with that. Um, so I, I, and it had different types of action. It had war scenes. It had sci-fi action. It had, it had the like one-on-one type thing. It had like the suspenseful action where the where someone's being hunted. You don't want them to be caught. It had all of those things in one movie. When I haven't seen all of those things in one movie in a very long time. Good point. And because for for that, I was thrilled. I very much. But you're right. It. There were scenes like some of the action was like there were mistakes made. People died by accident. People were were brutally whatever. Like <clears throat> it's it's not a Marvel movie. It's not a teenage. They're not. They're not. They're not aiming it towards a whatever younger crowd, and they're deliberately going. For- yeah, they warp a thousand people into the future, and before it even starts, there's you know, most of them. Are most gone. of them are dead. <laughs> yep. And for for me, there, there really was a lot going on. Um, watching the trailer, they answered a lot of my complaints that I had from the trailers. They explained my complaints away, and I, and I was okay with that. But there was. St- Still a lot of huh moments if you know what I'm talking about and and I I honestly think I spent way too much time thinking about their logic and critiquing it when I should have just sat there watched it and let it play um I almost fell down that rabbit hole a couple of times too yeah and and I I, I let myself get distracted with it and I it, it, it kind of detracted from the movie for me a little bit because I was I was spending so much time trying to figure out the logic and yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I enjoyed the movie. I liked it a lot, and I'd probably watch it again. But it was just there. There were there were several there were several moments where I'm like, I would that, would that work? And and I'm trying to figure it out with their rules of logic and whatnot. And I'm like, I don't know. Okay, I guess. But yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I didn't think it was. I didn't think it was a, a stellar movie, a Agreed. spectacular movie, or anything. But it was. It was worth the what two hours and twenty minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a long movie, by the it's way. It's a long movie. Yeah, I watched it over. Well, two nights. one of the things for me, like wow. just as an example, like kind of what Rob was saying, and I, I shut it off after a minute, but I kept thinking, like during, I guess toward the center part of the movie when there's like the battles and stuff. There's a part where there's like these, like the humans have like, we have planes and we're bombing things. And I'm thinking, these are creatures from another planet. How the hell do we have air superiority? Where's their space? I mean, this does get explained. But I'm thinking, Mm -hmm. how do we have air superiority of any kind? If they're coming from another planet, they must have this unbelievable technology. And we're just flying around doing whatever we want. And that, that. Well, I always have that. I always have that feeling 
too. Like when I'm watching these movies, you have these aliens with like all sorts of like slime dripping out of their faces and all this stuff, and you're like, they're ugly. How could they have have technology? <laughs> ugly people don't get technology. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's fair. Well, and there's another scene. <laughs> I'm just trying to anger. There's another people. scene where the Chris, where Chris Pratt and his and the other main character. I'm not going to get into it, but they escape from a thing, and they're in this like Humvee thing, and they're on a beach. And they're waiting to get airlifted out of there. Completely exposed. And there's not a single one of those that they had been, they had been getting chased by these um, white, what were they? White spikes? They were being, white spikes. They white were being chased by them. And then all of a sudden they're completely gone and now they're on a beach uh, completely exposed. And they're fine. Like there's, yeah, they got away. There's no, there's like millions of Flying these things. Spikes. And there's, yeah, I just, there was a couple of scenes, like, I agree with you, Rob, but you kind of, you know, in movies like this, you got to, you know, put the disbelief away a little bit and just kind of enjoy it, you know. Well, then why did, why did we only see the glider ones once? That's a good point. It was, it was a throwaway scene where they just jumped off the cliff and glid, and then the helicopter pilot angled his blades into them and just cut them all to ribbons. Awesome. And that was the last we saw of any of the gliders. But I didn't even know that I'm they like, were, I thought that those. Is glid a word? I didn't want to go down that road. That's fine. Did I say glid? That's fine. You did say glid. But I, I thought they all could do that. I thought that that was it just like a normal thing. out of my mouth, thing. didn't it? That makes it a word. <laughs> but I thought that they could do that, and they just didn't really ever show that. Or, yeah, th- that yeah. was the only scene that it was yeah. in. And I'm like, oh, look at that. They can do that. How come we didn't know that? It's a good, it's a good point. Because <laughs> there are there's scenes in a city where they could have easily done that. Yeah. It would have been nice if the people could have as they plummeted to their death. <laughs> That'd be helpful. Yeah, that was stupid. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, they... Uh, it was really two movies in one. You know, there was the... The going to the future and then coming back. There was that family emotion. And then, of course, the... Well, now that you're in the present, going off to do things. There was, of course, the potential that the actions that they took in the future actually led to... Yeah, with them not knowing, right? Because like, there's the whole thing of like, we don't know what happened after this date. This is our last chance, mm-hmm. and the th- the action that they take at that time causes the time bridge to be destroyed. Right. So I thought that was kind of interesting as well. But again, that when they start when they start doing that, that's when you start getting the extra lines in your little time, like your time uh, diorama. Right. But uh, yeah, see with time travel movies because I'm not a physicist. I never, I just I take it for what it is. Okay, this is the mechanic that you've come up with. Great. I'm you mean in, with within them. that movie? I agree. Yeah, I'm the same way. Yeah, but that's what you like. End game. Right. This Back to Correct. the Future. Or that's what. As long as you stick with it and don't f it up, a sound of thunder. <laughs> I would actually like a bunch of physicists to fight to the death over which time travel movie is the most accurate. I would. I would actually pay to watch that. Um, that's actually really good. That'd be cool. Just, or not even fight to the death, just argue about it. Like time, like actual time travel movie. Well, no, like that. Have every famous physicist bring their favorite time travel movie to a conversation and be like, "This is why this one's the most accurate." Yeah, yeah, I get it. No, them yell at each other. Make it happen. Okay. Anyone else have anything to say about the Tomorrow War? I would just say watch it if you're... Regardless of what I said, you should watch it. It's enjoyable. Yeah, it's a good movie. 
It's fun. Yes. And Chris Pat Chris Pratt is always likable. I will use the word dreamy. Got some zero dark thirty. Got some zero dark thirty Chris Pratt in this movie. Was he in there zero dark thirty? I said the same freaking thing, Omar. When Greg told me that, I was like, oh, he was in that movie? I hope he was, now that you guys keep on saying that he, he might but not he, have been, but, but I'm pretty sure he was. You know, he's kind of, it. he just wasn't known then. So there's a good chance he was in it, and you just don't recognize him. You know, because he's not as well. I could see it happening. Yeah, he, I, was. Yeah, he was. He was, he was uh, Justin. Okay. That was a good movie. Okay. Anyway, yes. Uh, contact, how can people reach us? And why would they? What should they do next week? All of that stuff. Well, if you'd like to reach out and talk to us, you can email us, or you can go to our website, GiveMe5Podcast.com. You can find us on Facebook by searching for the Give Me 5 Podcast. You can reach us on Twitter and Instagram at GiveMe5Pod, or you can email us directly, GiveMe5Podcast at gmail.com. Please, guys, like, subscribe, review. Leave us a review on whatever podcast app you're using. It helps other people find us. It helps us stand out. It helps us. It helps us move up the ranks in Denmark. Uh, was it Denmark? I think it was. No, that was the one yeah, you said last week. I think. Yeah. Okay. So we're yes. Yay, Denmark. Yay, Denmark. Was it, wasn't there also? You've let us down, wasn't Pakistan. There Greece as well. Uh, for a little while, yeah. Okay. We're, we are very popular in Belgium. <laughs> oh yeah. And so is Citizen Dick. <laughs> that's wow that's not a word. euphemism that's that from an actual movie yeah. <laughs> yeah thank you guys for listening especially you danes to a